Thanks for listening to this message from Whitstable Community Church. To find out more, go to www.whitstablecommunity.church. Hi, it's Mike here, and we're about to listen to a podcast about giving second chances, um, and in particular, uh, looking at the value of um, confession. So we're looking at confession um, so what scriptures are we going to look at? Well, we've got two scriptures. James 5.16 Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So... What are these scriptures saying about confession? Well, we can ask the question first, what is confession? When we confess, we describe something exactly as God describes it. Confession is no more and no less than being honest and transparent before God. It is an act of accepting that we haven't matched up in some particular way to the plumb line of the word of God. Let's use the fruits of the Spirit as a plumb line and as an example. We know that the, the Word of God underlines the importance of being loving, joyful, patient, faithful, and, and um, you know, the list continues. But we may be angry, unloving, insensitive, and horrible to the people in our life. The Holy Spirit will use the Word of God to reveal how far we have fallen short of His best for us. So the Holy Spirit is always available to actually use the word of God to read us and to actually bring us to a place of confession. We can use other plumb lines, the Ten Commandments, the stipulations of Paul's letters to not be angry, dissolute, drunk or licentious. But note, all of these plumb lines <coughs> are actually in the word of God. So, in a sense, if we haven't got a, a relationship with the word of God, then we're going to find that confession... Uh, may not be as active as it needs to be in our life. Because confession isn't just saying sorry, it is agreeing with God in a distinct spiritual dialogue where we agree that our behaviour or attitude is wrong. The word of God is correct and we need to line up. We need to repent as well. So confession is the ignition to repentance where we decide to line up with the word of God. So why do we need to confess? Well, we need to stay clean. Yes, we are forgiven and justified once and for all when we came to Christ. But as we journey through life, we start to dirty our robes. We become grimy and worldly. Confession is an essential part of our ongoing sanctification. A constant return <coughs> to where we belong in robes of righteousness won by Jesus' victory on the cross. It is a key part of our ongoing walk with the Lord as we constantly put off the old self and put on the new. Sometimes reluctance to study and live in the word indicates a reluctance in the flesh to give up control and embrace the need to confess our independence and self-reign. But even if we ignore the word, we can come under conviction by the Holy Spirit when the word of God starts reading us. There can be words of knowledge or prophetic pictures given to the church in general um, or through uh, brothers and sisters speaking directly into our life that shows that God knows exactly what is going on. 
What do we need to confess? Well, we need to confess to all our worldly actions and attitudes that do not match up to God's will for us that he has revealed in his word. This assumes that we have a spiritual relationship with the word of God, which is God breathed and good for correcting us and preparing us to be the man or woman who God wants us to be. It is clear that the word will read us and show us where we have transgressed and need confession, which leads to repentance, to get us back on track and in step with the Holy Spirit. So who do we confess to? Well, number one, it's God. Fundamentally, we can see in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness, that the prime person we confess to is God. But also we see in James 5.16, therefore confess your sins to each other, that we can confess to man. Sometimes it is easier to keep things secret and just confess to God. I have found that when I am constantly finding the same issue coming up in my life, especially besetting sins, that then this is a clear sign that I may need to confess this to another brother or sister to get freedom from it. So what happens when we confess? Well, great things happen. We have freedom, our purity is restored and, re and we're restored to, a, 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 to growth and integrity. For me, it's like falling off of a path into a bramble bush when I sin. I get stuck. And there's no movement in my life, no spiritual activity. I'm off the road. So confession is my way of allowing God to get me out of the briar bush, back, back on my feet and back on track. We declare Christ's victory on the cross is more important than our self-rule and reign on the throne of self when we confess. So how do we apply this scripture then? Um, what does this mean to us? How do we live this out? Well... One of the most accessible set of plumb lines, if you're not regularly reading the Word of God and letting the Word of God read you, one of the most accessible set of plumb lines, I suggest, are the fruits of the Spirit. You will need to set aside a time of reflection. You read Galatians 5 and ask the question, are you enjoying the freedom in Christ that's outlined in Galatians 5? Or do the acts of the flesh describe you in any way? Uh, I would go through the list that starts from verse 19 and I would I would actually underline any word when it describes the acts of the flesh, which aren't nice, that cause a little ouch in my spirit. I know that I may need to confess that the fact that there's a deviation in that particular area. Also, when we come to the fruits of the spirit that are in Galatians 5, I, I accept that they are plumb lines and I ask them to read me. I ask them to be a mirror, a reflection. And a simple way that I test that plumb line or uh, test that reflection is I, I replace, uh, I put in front of every single one of the fruits of the Spirit um, my own name or I say, I am very loving. I am very patient. And I go through the list declaring that I am very whatever the fruit of the Spirit is. And then I see where there's a little spiritual out that says, hang on a minute, that don't quite sound like the way I live my life. So I allow the fruits of the Spirit to read me and, and I listen to those little ouches that say, I may well have to confess here and say I don't line up to this. So 
what questions do I want you to think about? Um, firstly, what areas of your life do you know require confession and God's purifying response? What fruits of the Spirit do you need to confess you stumble in or need to grow in? When would you need to confess to God? And when would you need to confess to a trusty brother or sister as well as to God? May God bless you as you embrace what the Bible says about confession.